Good word. It's a good word, Brian. Thank you. Amen? Amen. Greetings, everybody. What a great day, yes? It's the day God has made. We're rejoicing. We're glad in it. Good things are happening today in the house. Great opportunity to bring a great word this morning. I'm so thankful for it. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you for this awesome day. We thank you that every time that we gather together as we minister your word and everything centered around your word, that great things happen. Signs begin to follow those who believe what's preached. And we believe that. We thank you, Father, for great manifestation in this day, in this hour. It's a year of following through and seeing manifestation because we're not quitters, we're doers in the name of Jesus. Today we rejoice, we give you the praise, and I thank you, Father, that your anointing that is on this word ministers life to each and every person. And we give you all the praise today. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen and amen. Well, we've been in a series this summer just entitled Summer Faith Series. God told me um, earlier in the year that he wanted me to do this throughout the summer. We're not in the month of July. We're we're doing the You Ask For It series. So if you haven't asked for it, make sure to ask for it. There's some good good stuff we're going to preach. I've already got a list of different uh, topics that you've put on cards, and I'm excited about doing it. I've never done this before, but... um, uh, one of the requests uh, I've, I've had to do a little bit of study on because I've never actually preached on it. So I'm, I'm excited. We're going to have some good stuff. But this Summer Faith series <clears throat> is centered around reminding you, if you've been here for any length of time, you know we've taught on faith just about every service in one form or another. If you haven't been here, then it's stirring you up in, in new things or maybe things you've heard preached in other places that God wants to do and, and work on the inside of you. But I promise you, I promise you that you can never hear enough regarding faith. And faith is in everything. It's in every page of the Bible. It's, 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 it's a way of life. It's not, it's not a message or three points that, that define something. Faith is a lifestyle, and, and the life of faith is what God wants you and I living because of what it produces. And so, um, we've shared an, a number of things this summer so far, and um, we touched on what I'm going to share today uh, several weeks back, just in the middle of, a, of another uh, message, but the title of my message today is Faith to Forgive. Faith to forgive, having faith to be able to forgive and walk in forgiveness. Um, this is a th- this is huge. We've uh, in in some other areas of ministry within the body, we've talked about forgiveness, and um, I, I mentioned it the other day in a, in a men's meeting that we were doing um, uh, several weeks back. Um, I talked about in that in that time um, having faith to forgive yourself, and um, and and I mentioned it in a message a couple of weeks ago about being able to forgive yourself. Um, 
to me that is something that I actually have never really heard preached myself. I'm not saying it's never been preached. I've never heard anybody preach what God spoke to me about forgiveness. Um, a number of years back, God said to me, He said, you, you in, in this area of your life, you've never, you've never forgiven yourself. And, and I never had thought about that. And when I heard that in my spirit, it took me a long time to grasp that. You know, I'm thinking, how, how do you forgive yourself? I mean, what, what is, and what does it mean to forgive yourself? What does that even look like? I mean, I was, I was having real difficulty really grabbing a hold of how a person forgives themselves. And so today, we're not just going to talk about that. We are, but we're going to talk about having faith to live a life of forgiveness. Because it's a life, it's, a, it's an attitude. Because I promise you, you're given opportunity after opportunity after opportunity on a daily basis to not forgive i mean i mean the challenge to hold things against people and some of the things that we hold against others we feel like we have a right to hold yeah because man you don't you know pastor that's one thing but you don't know what these people know but god does See, and you, what you have to do is you have to take what you think you can't forgive and you've got to take it to the Word and let the Word show you how to do it because it can be accomplished. I promise you it can be accomplished in every situation. And the more we understand how to forgive ourselves, then we can forgive others. So we're going to start in our foundation scripture in Mark chapter 11 and the 22nd verse. And we're going to read a three or four other verses on the, just after verse 22. But Mark 11, <clears throat> and the 22nd verse says, Jesus said to his disciples, Have faith in God. He answered and said to them, Have faith in God. Um, I mentioned to you the other day when I read this that, that what came to me was what he was really saying to them because of the, if you go back and read the story about the fig tree is don't fear that God can't. To have faith in God is to not fear that God can't do something because God can and he will and he has and there's nothing he can't do. Can you say amen to that? So he said, have faith in God. Verse 23, for assuredly I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things that you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Now, we've taught a lot on these three verses, verse 22, 3, and 4 through the years. We've taught a lot in the, in, on these passages. And to me, this is the foundation of what faith in God is, that we're going to believe His Word no matter what things look like. We're going to learn to believe that what we say out of our mouths, what we declare out of our mouth, is a result of what He has told us to say. And if we believe that we receive things when we say them because we believe that what we say is what He said to say, then we can have what we say. 
So there's a whole lot more to it than just saying whatever you think. It's not just something off the top of your head. you got to know. So there's a lot of preparation that has to go into knowing who God is. We know Him through the Word. And then we learn to live a life of declaring things that He says to declare and receive them so we can share with other people that that works. Right? Now... All of those, th- those three verses are great, but there's two verses on the heels of that a lot of time that people don't read, and actually they go hand in hand. You have, to, you have to understand the next two verses. And he says this, And whenever you stand praying, look, at, look what verse 24 says. Go back to 24. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray. Verse 25, and whenever you stand praying. So the prayer in verse 24 is the same praying that we're to be doing in verse 25. So whenever you're praying, whenever you're praying and asking, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your Father in heaven may also forgive your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Now, (laughs) I think uh, I'm a part of the church, so I'm going to take responsibility for the church of Jesus Christ. Okay, I think that the church of Jesus Christ has caused people to be afraid of forgiveness. Well, what if I forgive them and I take it back? Then do it again. (laughs) Yeah, but what if I take it back again? Well, do it again. Forgive them. Keep forgiving them. Forgive. Keep forgiving them. Keep practicing it. Keep developing it. He said, because when you're asking and praying and you got awed against someone else, it's going to affect the way you receive. In other words, your ability to receive something isn't going to be strong because you're not believing really in what you're saying because you know. Listen, written on the tablets of every man's heart are the ways of God. It's been, you, you were created by God and it was like this indelible mark, bam, right in your heart, the way God thinks. So, People out there, you, all of us, at different times when we find ourselves, somebody's done something to us, we're mad, we're angry, we're holding on to something, there's something inside of us that's fighting against us, retaliating because of what someone does. There's something inside of you that fights with that. Have you ever found somebody that lives and operates in unforgiveness and they're the happiest people you've ever met? They don't go together. So if they don't go together... We need to separate ourselves from that, right? And, I, I, and what I'm sharing with you today is to have faith to do that. Because you will not have the ability to do it within yourself. I've shared with you at different times some things in my own heart through the years. Some, some hatred that I had toward a number of family members. Things and, and attitudes that I had. That, that were from where I came from. And, and, it, and, and I carried him into my life of pastoring. And you, you would think, well, you, you know, you're a pastor. You should, no, it doesn't matter what you are. 
That's a title. See, I'm a human being like everybody else that's in this room, but I've been born again. I'm not just a mere human. I am created by God. I'm born of the Spirit of God, and I have the ability to do whatever He says I can do if I align myself with the way He thinks. See, and if I align myself with that, just because I see something in the Word doesn't mean it's going to work the next day. It's got to become a part of me. And when I learn how to operate in that place of forgiveness, I promise you, I promise you, there's not another message that you will ever hear that will affect your life for eternity than this message right here. Because there's nothing that hinders people and keeps people back from receiving what God has promised them than unforgiveness. I mean, it's like a cancer, it, and it eats on the inside of you, and it tears at you, and it, and it affects your physical body, it affects your, your pumping heart, your natural heart, it affects the cells of your body, it affects everything in, in, in your life. It affects your ability to have relationship with other people, it affects your ability for having new relationships with other people. When you're walking in in unforgiveness and you've not forgiven yourself you're not going to develop new relationships with other people you're not looking for that that opportunity so here's a i I love god when he when god gives you just personal examples i mean i i had already planned on sharing this this message today and I, i had a quick trip my brother's one of my brother's boys, my, one of my nephews, got married in Washington State, and so we took a fast trip and a fast trip back. And uh, so we flew into this town, and and uh, and I had to get a rent car for a couple of days, and so I got it with Enterprise because I, I, I my sister came and picked us up from the from the airport, and then I, I rented this car the next morning. And so, um, this rent car company said they were going to be there at a certain time, and then they weren't. And then, um, and then they said they were going to be there again at another certain time, and then they showed up about 50 minutes later when they said I was going to be there. And you know, I mean, I've got, I haven't seen, all my family came together for the first time in a lot of years, and all, they were all together, all my family. Got, I was able to see them for a couple of days, it was a great time. And um, and so I could just feel myself getting a little irritated, you know, <clears throat> because I don't want to be sitting around waiting for some guy to come pick me up to rent a car when I got all my family and they're all doing things and then I need to be free to do it. And I could just feel, you know, the blood pumping and, you know, Everybody say, thank God for the Holy Ghost, right? <laughs> and, and, and my father was with me. <laughs> and so he was standing there watching the way I was acting or reacting or whatever, you know. And, uh, but man, I, <clears throat> I heard the Holy Spirit say, forgive him. Just forgive him. See, it's a forgiveness issue. And that's what I want to talk about today 
is the issue of forgiveness. See, you, you'd think, well, well, that's more of an offended issue. That's unforgiveness. Well, that's a more of this. No, 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 it's unforgiveness. And I heard God say to me so clear, just forgive him. So now my dad's starting to get irritated. Where are they? Why don't you call them and they'll be here. And so I called the guy. And when I called, I just said, he said, you know what? We're really sorry. We're super busy. But there's a guy coming and he's, he's, he's dropping someone else off and he's on his way. Okay. And that was about 40 minutes before he came. And so I'm standing out in front of this place and <clears throat> waiting for the guy to come bring the car to us. And he finally pulls up and he, lo he looks at me and he said, uh, in an English accent, I, I won't be able to say it like him, so I won't act like I'm trying to sound like English. <clears throat> um, he said, very sorry, uh, and he, with that English accent, and he said, I, I, he said I'm, I'm sure you're upset or whatever, but I said, I'm, I'm very, very sorry. He said to me, I said, oh, that's all right. So we got in the car, and I said, so where are you from? He said, originally I'm from England, southern part of England, near the border of Wales. And I said, oh, yeah. I said, I said, I've got a number of friends here and here and here. I told him different people that I know. And uh, he said, yeah, great place. I said, so, so you're, how long have you been in the States? He said, I've been here 11 years, 11 and a half years. I moved here to marry my wife, who's from this area. <coughs> and he said, and she died two days ago. I said, your wife died two days ago? He said, yeah. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, I needed you for this guy. I needed you. I needed you to not be offended so you could minister to this guy. And <clears throat> after we got dropped off at the rent car place to get back to where our location was, it only took us five minutes. It took us 20 minutes to get to the rent car place. And I had all that time to minister to this guy, and I ministered life to this guy. And my father was in the car with me, and he got to watch me minister life to this guy. And this guy, when we were done, we pulled up to the front after I shared some things with him. I'm not talking about preaching to him. I'm talking about loving him. And I said, can I lay my hands on you and pray for you? And I don't always do that with people, but with this guy, I needed to. He said, you know, I asked my wife, she had COPD, and I asked my wife two weeks ago, are you afraid? And she said, no. She said, because somebody had ministered to her salvation earlier in the month. She said, no, I'm, 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 I'm going to be with my Jesus. And that's the revelation that she had. And I mean, thank God that she was born again. But I was able to lay hands on this guy and pray for him and believe for his life. And I'll never forget him. I'll never forget that guy. And I'll thank God every day for the opportunity that I had to sow the seed in, in this man's life. And, and just, just, just think about this. That guy got me. 
that's a good thing because I know what I believe. I said, that guy got me. Of everybody he could have picked up, he got me. And I was unoffended and not mad and not holding anything in and I had the liberty and freedom to minister life to this guy. And it was, it was amazing. And my dad, my, my earthly father that was sitting right there, he, he had tears in his eyes. He said, he said, Bert, that was amazing. God needs us. He needs us to not be offended. He needs us to not hold grudges and, and hold unforgiveness in our heart and, and, and have this almost this entitlement to be mad when someone else does something wrong. Listen, when you go out there, when you go out there and you travel anywhere, you do, I mean, you just travel to Walmart. <laughs> huh? You don't have to travel somewhere else. You just travel to Walmart <clears throat> and you've got some opportunity. To hold some grudges. Amen? But in all, all of eternity, I will remember that man. And I will remember the choice I made to not be offended. Man, I had every right. I'm talking about an hour and a half. <clears throat> One of my daughters called me and said, I said, Dad, you got your car? I said, I don't have it yet. You don't have it yet? I mean, anybody would have said that. What do you mean you don't have it yet? Hour and a half. Enemy wanted me to be offended because when you're offended, you can't hear God for squat. You can't hear him for squat. How amazing is God? And I'll tell you what. I don't even need to preach anything else. <laughs> you just needed to hear how great that story was. And you know what? That story was as great as it sounds. There's not an ounce, not an ounce, not an inch, not a piece of exaggeration in that story. It just happened like that. Wow. What an amazing God. Amen? But it's because our hearts, when your heart is free... You can hear God and you can do what God says. And anything that God tells you to do will produce. It will produce. I'll, I will see that man in glory because of that time with him right there. Amen? One of the sweetest men I've ever met. Mm. Anyway. 1 John 1, look at it real quick. <clears throat> I want, to make these, I want to make a couple of points in a couple of passages right here because I think this is really important that goes with what we're talking about this morning. 1 John 1 and verse 5. <clears throat> and this is the message that we've heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Now, darkness... There's three words used here in these, in these five verses. Darkness, sin, and unrighteousness. So we're going to replace those with unforgiveness. Okay? Because darkness, sin, 
And unrighteousness is unforgiveness and anything else that's not of God. Okay? So, but the, for the sake of what we're talking about, we're going to interject this right here. Because it's part of it. It's not all of it, but it's, it's one of the things. This is the message, verse 5, that we've heard from him and declared to you that God is light. And in him there is no unforgiveness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in <clears throat> unforgiveness... We lie and do not practice the truth. Listen to what he says here in these next few verses. Watch this. I'm going to just expound a little bit on each of these. If we say that we have fellowship with him and we walk in unforgiveness, we lie. We lie. Why? We're not practicing the truth. So what would you, be, what would you need to be practicing if you're walking in unforgiveness, you need to be practicing forgiveness. You need to be practicing forgiving yourself of things. You need to be practicing it on a regular basis. Verse 7, if we walk in the light, as He's in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no Un- sin, or, or the word I was going to use was unforgiveness. Let's go back to verse 7. Let me read that again. If we walk in the light as He's in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all unforgiveness. If we say that we have no unforgiveness, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our unforgiveness, He is faithful and just to forgive us of unforgiveness and to cleanse us from all unforgiveness. If we say that we have not ever had any unforgiveness, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So, is unforgiveness real? Absolutely, it's real. Has everybody li- lived in a time or a place at one time or another or are right now of where they're, ha- where they're, they're struggling with forgiving? Absolutely. If you say you never have, you make him a liar because he sent his word to heal and deliver us. See, God sent the living word, Jesus, to deliver us of unforgiveness. That's what we're talking about today, specifically. If we say that we have no unforgiveness and never dealt with it before, then we make him a liar. And I promise you, he can't lie, so he's not a liar. Amen? So that means... If we're not willing to deal with it, then what happens? Then we won't turn our, our, the direction of our life toward the blood of Jesus, and we won't be confessing. Listen, I didn't say that the opportunity didn't come to be offended with the guy being an hour and a half late. Right? I didn't say that. So what did I have to do? I had to deal with myself. I had to make confession. I had to declare, you're not getting the best of me. And, and when I heard God say, you need to deal with yourself. You need to forgive in this situation. Forgive them. Forgive them. Don't hold this over them. I had the purpose to do it because I wanted to. My head was screaming that I wanted to. And I wanted to go and, you know, I mean, I had, I had probably seven or eight family members ask me, had it taken so long? I wanted to get them on my side. 
yeah, this bunch of people, you know, it's the last time I'm ever going to use Enterprise ever again. You know, called them three times and they're still not here. You know, I just, I, I mean, wanted to share a piece of my mind with everybody around me. God says no. And, and it wasn't God saying no this time. God says no every single time. And I heard him. And you know what? Does it help you to hear better the next time too? Oh, and quicker, you know? And you just you, and, and let it roll off. Man, when you get opportunities to lead people to God and to minister life to them, like the opportunity, why, why, I mean, I want those coming from every direction. So you don't struggle, you don't labor for those type of situations. They fall right in your lap because God can trust you. Because you'll deal with your heart, you'll deal with yourself. See? Faith to forgive. Faith to, to live that way all the time. <clears throat> so, in verse 10, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Now, hold, hold that thought and look at Matthew 18, and I want to make this point and just wrap this up. Matthew 18. <clears throat> In verse 21. <clears throat> no, that's not what I wanted. Uh, what did I want? I wanted Matthew 22, sorry. That's a good passage, but we're not going to look at that today. <clears throat> Matthew 22 and verse 37. <clears throat> Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. This is the first commandment, and, and the first and great commandment. And the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as you love yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. In other words, everything is fulfilled that was prophesied and spoken before this time. Everything is fulfilled in these two commandments right here. Now listen. The one is connected to the other, and, the, and the, they, they feed each other. <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Here's the picture I get of most people where loving God and walking in unforgiveness is. Most people work, 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 work in a huge way to love God. You realize you can try to love God and walk in unforgiveness? I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm doing everything I know to do. Uh, I'm trying. You, you will never love God with all your heart, mind, and soul until you love people. But you will never love people until you love yourself. Because you can't love your people, you can't love your neighbor, which is everybody other than you. You can't love your neighbor with the love of God until you love yourself. And you'll never love yourself until you forgive yourself of all the things that the enemies tried to convince you of in your life that make you unworthy. I'm not good enough here. Now listen, people, people will remind you. A lot of times, 
of how you're not good enough. But I'm telling you today, everybody sitting in this house, every human being on planet earth, is good enough because of the blood of Jesus. Not because of yourself. If we, if we try, see, when you try to love God within yourself, you don't have the ability to do it. You cannot love God. There's no way. Sorry. There's absolutely no way to love God within yourself. You're not big enough. You're not strong enough. You're not good enough. You will always fail. But when you practice, when somebody's an hour and a half late, to forgive them, the only reason I could hear that is because I kind of like myself today more than I did 10 years ago. Not because of how I look, not because of all the things that I do, but every time I look in the mirror, I tell myself, I remind myself, I'm one of God's favorites. And actually, what I actually say is, I'm his favorite. I remind myself that every day. There were some things down, way down deep inside of me, some stuff in my born-again walk that didn't come out for a few years. And some of that was insecurity, and it was, you know, being concerned about what other people thought about me, and I judged things by based on what other people thought. And God had to liberate me. And, and, I, and in other words, <clears throat> I had to forgive myself for not being good enough or being like someone else. And I had to forgive myself for some of the things and the mistakes that I'd made in life that I thought was keeping me from receiving the best that God had for me. And you think, well, how, you know, how, 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 do you, how can a person think that way? Because there's a devil out there, and from the day you were conceived, he's worked overtime to convince you that you're worthless and that God can't do what God said he can do. I'm telling you today, God's never made a mistake, and he's never made a worthless thing in his life. Come on, someone shout amen. Nobody is worthless. But if we don't see, if we're not honest with what we need to change within ourselves, then we make God a liar. Because he knew you would need the word and you'd need the Holy Ghost and you'd need to work this stuff out in your life. He knew you'd need to do it. And to do that, you have to have on your side like a six gun, you know, in a holster, you need to be able to repent huh I mean on a daily basis so what I was doing when my blood was trying to rise is I was repenting for wanting to hold something against somebody because what what you really want to do is you want to show those people how they screwed up like you haven't see yeah but you don't have to focus on your screw-ups when you forgive yourself. But you'll never forgive yourself without the revelation of how big God is and that He liked you and He saved you and He came for you and He delivered you just like you were, not in all your perfections. And if He liked me in the stuff that I don't like about myself, then I can like myself in spite of that stuff and get rid of that stuff through the power of the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus cleanses me from all sin when I'm honest with myself and I'm honest before God. When I can make statements, and, and, and I'm, 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 
being transparent in saying that there were things and times in my life that I wasn't all that like I am today. <clears throat> well, don't, don't laugh. Don't laugh, okay? No, <laughs> Listen, <laughs> with him we can do nothing. But with him, we, with him, without him, we can do nothing. With him, we can do everything. Amen? So he makes you look like you're something. So if I'm anything and you're anything today, it's because of what, the way he makes us look. But I'm telling you, that unforgiveness, man, it will lock you up and shut you down and pull you down to a place where you feel like you can accomplish absolutely nothing. But when you're free of it, and you're liberated, and you have faith to forgive other people, and you're walking in the love of God, and you're able to love your neighbor the way you love yourself, there's, there's no end to what you can accomplish on planet Earth. And, and otherwise, otherwise, it's only in our abilities and what we can do to accomplish things where we will accomplish if we're walking in unforgiveness and we're holding things in our heart. But man, we're able to be free, to confess, to repent, you know, and all the things that, that I've just read to you today, when we're free to do that, there's no end to what God can do and accomplish. Because, remember, we've talked about this year, that before the foundation of the world, God had a plan for your life. Amen? Before the foundation of the world, He had a plan. And He wants to see that thing accomplished. And we're declaring today that forgiveness will, that unforgiveness will not stand in the way. Amen? We're a forgiving people. Can you shout amen to that? We are a forgiving people in the house today. And we have the power to forgive because we have faith in God. No other way we can forgive. Amen? Luke chapter 6, and I'll end with this. I just want to read this from verse 27 to 38. Just, it's a mindset. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Ooh. Bless those who curse you and pray for those who spitefully use you. Ooh. To him who strikes you on one cheek, offer the other also. And from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Hmm. Give to everybody who asks of you, and from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. What? And just as you want men to do to you, you do also to them likewise. One translation says, the way you want to be treated, you take the first step and treat people that way. Ooh, man. But if you love those who love you, what credit it is to you, for even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those, I've got to make a statement about that. Hold on, we're going to finish from 34 to 38. I'm going to read this again. If you love those who, verse 32, if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do that. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that? In other words, there's no faith involved. Um. I learned a long time ago, never, never live your life connecting to people that can do something for you only. 
Did you hear me? Do not live your life connecting your people, yourself with people that can just do something and advance your life. Find yourself paying attention and giving attention to somebody that can do nothing for you. Because it takes faith to get involved in their life. This man in the rent car can do nothing for me in the natural. Nothing. And he needed a lot of help in some other ways. But I was able to give him my attention because of God. And when you have faith in God, then you're going to love that. You're going you're to treat him. Take, uh, if I was an hour late for doing things, I would want to be forgiven. So I took the initiative first to forgive him and not say anything about it and not lead on or have facial expression or anything else so that I'll be treated the same way. How many believe in seed time and harvest time? And when you, so, when you take the initiative to treat people the way you want to be treated and you treat them that way, you're going to reap that. And if you don't believe that, just do the opposite and watch how your life is always complaining about how ugly people are everywhere you go. I mean, I mean, if it's not one thing, it's another. I don't care where I go. They treat me. This person did that. Every time I go to a restaurant, this thing happens. And people, I, they spill stuff on me all the time. They do all, I mean, just complaining, 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 complaining. Wherever you go, it's always bad. See, there's things in here that haven't been forgiven inside of you that you have to make other people look bad and focus on that to get the attention off of yourself. Okay, so just remember that. Uh, Verse 34. And if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners to receive much back. Love your enemies, do good, and lend hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great in your sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the unthankful and evil. What Brian was talking about earlier about the car dealership, You know, you could say, yeah, but, you know, he's got money under here and he's ripping him off. Yeah, but you know what? It all has to do with the attitude of your heart. Will God not see you through situations like that? I'm not talking about letting people rip you off and take advantage of you unless sometimes God may say, let that guy rip you off. You think, but did you just hear what I just read? Did you hear what I just read? Yeah, but you know, well, God gave us a brain and te- teaches that. Nah, but, but, you know, okay, in, in a lot of situations, you know, and, and, and I, I'm the kind of person, I've become the kind of person in, in, in life where it's like, okay, you know, you just don't want to help me. You want to do the easiest thing. And I, I'll, I will pressure people at times in conversations that, that, that I'm just not going to tolerate that, but I'm going to do it in love, you know? And I need like my wife to remind me what I'm doing, you know, and uh, okay, you know, that, that the, the love monitor, you, you, you pass that, you know, you've gone past it and over into the ugly monitor, you know, because people just don't want to help you, you know, uh, no, I'm sorry, you can't do that, well, can you give me a supervisor, uh, okay, and the supervisor comes on, oh, sure, we'll take care of that, why, why do they do that? See, and, and so I have to learn, I have to learn how to judge what God doesn't want me to even mess with. Forget it. 
If they say you can't do it, 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 I'll get it to you some other way. Don't get ugly and don't, don't ruin their day and don't do this and all this. I mean, we, we just think that, man, we got our rights and nobody's going to take advantage of me. Okay, then you be in charge of protecting yourself and covering yourself and providing for you for the rest of your life. Like Brian said, God's my provider. Amen? I, I would not be standing here today and we wouldn't be in this building today if God wasn't our provider. Can you say amen to that? I mean, in, in, in many different ways, but when he becomes your provider, he can provide so much better than you ever could. But what we're talking about today, having faith to forgive, is the key to being on the receiving end of his provision. Notice what he says in verse 36. Therefore, be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. So in my relationship with God, I see his mercy, so I can show mercy the way he shows mercy. Right? Verse 37 and 8. I'll end with this. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not... And you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you in in judgment, in condemnation, in forgiving, in giving. The same measure that you meet, it will be measured back to you in return. The same measure. Now, what, what I want to end with today is this. And this is what I want you to think about. <clears throat> um, when, when, we're talking about, when we're talking about forgiving ourselves, okay? We're going we're gonna to talk some more along this line later in the year, we, we, we may even do it, I, I'm, I'm probably going to share some more of this on Wednesday night, this, uh, this coming Wednesday night, a little bit more along this line. But, but, but I want you to really think about this, okay? Because how, how does my story that I shared with you about the car, the, the rental car guy, how does that story relate to unforgiveness? How would that relate to me not forgiving myself? Okay, so I want to make sure you get this. Um, at least another piece of this. How would that relate to me not forgiving myself? And this is my explanation. This is as much as I can explain this to you today. If I, the whole story you just heard, if I let my blood boil and I get mad and I get worked up and I don't forgive the dealership, the, the, the rental car place, I don't forgive them, then why couldn't I forgive them? What lies in, in this area of the reason why I couldn't forgive them is where I can't forgive myself. And there's a, there's a lot involved in that. Because 
if, if I'm going to be quick to be mad because of someone else's mistake, there's reasons why I'm that way. And it, and it could be something that is a result of years or something generationally that was passed on to me. But somewhere along the road, I learned that when someone else does something wrong, I go into tick mode, mad mode, blood boiling mode. And what's involved in that is some things within myself because I promise you, insinged in your heart, is God saying, that's not right. And when you choose to live that way, whether you've been given any information that I'm giving you today about this, whether you've been given any information or not, if you choose to live that way, there's nothing God can do for you, even though the blood of Jesus has already liberated you and, and, and set you free. He will not step in because he's already done everything he's going to do, he will not step in and block the results of that from coming to you because it's seed time and harvest. And as long as heaven and earth is intact, so is seed time and harvest time. And it will come to pass, whether good or bad. And he can't stop it from happening, but he can send people across your path, like me, ministering this word to you, to challenge you to think about why you react to certain situations that get you in other situations that you don't really want to be in. And where it begins is when you begin to be honest with yourself that you know you're wrong for having that attitude even though they screwed up. What is it really about? It's really about you want them to get their comeuppance. I want them to pay for their mistake. When you know what? Jesus already paid for every mistake. And so now I'm free to forgive them. One of the things that I've done in my own personal life is I've made a list of every mistake I can think about that I've made. I've made a list at times. I'm not talking about make a list all the time and focus on all the mistakes you've ever made. I'm talking about like do this once or something. Well, there's been a couple of times in my life where I've done this, where I've written down mistakes that I made. And I looked at those, and I repented for those mistakes. And that I was doing this for myself. God, it's, this has nothing to do with God. It's God showing me I need to do this for myself. And I've repented for my mistakes. And I've wadded those up or thrown them down the toilet, flushed them down or whatever, because it's a, it's a, it's a symbol, it's, a, it's, a, it's an action that's revealing to you that God doesn't remember those things and he doesn't want you to remember them either. Now see, those mistakes that you made and the lack of ability to forgive yourself is what fuels your attitude when other people make mistakes. And that's what God wants you set free of because when you're free of that, you're free. I'm telling you, no devil in hell can get a grip or a hold in your life whatsoever in any way, shape, or form when you choose to forgive. Can you say amen today?